Oh, universe, I'm one behind. So today's a double dip. But that's okay, because I feel like I have a lot to say. And uh, I wanted to say stuff yesterday. I did say stuff yesterday, which I'll tack on somewhere, I think, in the middle of all this. Um, I'm not even sure that it wasn't something that was just in preparation to run out the door to the monkey barrel. But then, because Home Depot fucked me up uh, with pay and other things, uh, stress hit my life right at the wrong time, and I missed the monkey barrel entirely. That's two weeks in a row. Yeah, even Phoebe sniffled at that. And, uh, yeah, fuck. But what's weird about the whole fucking thing is that it's in having done so that I realize I have a couple of um, overdue compliments that now feel like they're too far back to pay. There are two guys who I think are doing comedy I've never seen before. And one of them is fucking hilarious. Like, he, I'm, and he's in his early 20s. He's the funniest thing I've seen live that I wasn't aware of. And, uh, and by a lot. He's very smart in the way he presents his material. He's doing comedy I've never seen before. And I'm sure is about to be noticed. Like, he can't not be. He's, he's killing it, as they say. Um, and, 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 <laughs> and as I think about some of his routine, it's, it's, it, it, he is not repeating himself night after night after night. He is throwing in a mix of what's working with newer stuff to test waters that frankly are working too. So he's very, 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 very good, if not a great comic already. And it's impressive. It's, it's, it's so impressive that I want to tell him that I think he's the only one I've seen so far doing comedy I've never seen before. Um, and doing it to the point that it's working. A lot of comedians, frankly, are doing comedy I've never seen before. That it borderline redefines the word comedy if I throw it in for inclusion, at least in my head. To me, it's public embarrassment, number one. But, hey, like I said, this community's not about judgment. And my reaction therein is never the same in the comedy club or in the venue as I just flippantly toss that out now. In fact, that was mean. I shouldn't have said that. But... Even I have fallen to the comedy curse of taking the easy dick retort uh, because you know it'll get a slight chuckle because we all kind of think it. But <clears throat> I'm going to quit making those remarks. And I admit to being a sucker for them. And I, I won't say the obvious joke that's not funny, but the obvious joke that's funny that Two people, maybe even three, say almost simultaneously. Uh, I'm always one of those two or three. And there's no need for that. Because I've, I've at least in this process come to understand the value of writing good material. Or at least doing something uniquely uh, established on 
what you set up and not what the room offers. Reactionary comedy, though uh, fun and the entire basis of improv, uh, has its place. And I don't know that it has its place in my social circles anymore. I don't know. If you got a fucking moron in your group, though, and you got to peg them down, what are you going to do? Let the rest of the room take charge when they're not that funny? No. Peg that moron down with the proper pegging joke, and everybody gets a chuckle, and everything washes clean. At least, I assume you have to wash up after that. But that's only because this guy JoJo who's an example of a guy who I don't think is doing funny material, but's a funny motherfucker. Um, I keep encouraging him because I like, I like his, I like his energy, frankly. I think he just will need time to get an audience. He talks a lot about the dumb shit that 24 year olds are going through. And at least I don't think JoJo's Jojo is one of the few guys down there that I don't think is a pussy. And most of the 20-something boys are pussies these days. They're just... And by that, I mean they are not effective with women. It's all self-deprecation. It's all... It's, you know, and... But... They have been... This is what's, what's weird. At 54, I've seen more comedy than most of the people performing have been alive. And this is true. This isn't even remotely arguable. Um, and yet, in their lives, they've seen probably at least two to three times more, if not 200 times more, porn than I have. And that's fucked up. <laughs> When you start to think about what the boys of 21st century America, at least with an internet connection, have had access to in terms of self-satisfaction, they've all got virtual girlfriends. They've had them since they were prepubescent. And I don't mean that they go to a specific porn star and fucking jerk off to her. No. They have... Phenomenal jerk-off material. Which, frankly, means they don't have to have a single fucking skill with the opposite sex. If you're as full of vim and vigor as I was in my 18 to 28 range, and your jerk-off material is penthouse, well, guess what? You learn how to converse with women. But... If your jerk-off material is what it is today, why would you ever have to learn? And I'm being serious. Because once you're okay with the fact that your life doesn't have to have companionship to be at least sexually fulfilling, and for fuck's sake, man, I can see why the, the categories of porn now go as deep as they do. Because... What does start to turn you on after the visual assault that comes through pornographic material websites of this century? It's it, It's probably not the curve of a woman's back like it is for me. 
to me, the number one sexiest thing about a woman is when they're rolled over and there's that gentle curve of their body that almost represents femininity to me. And I've learned to be super turned on by that because I've been with women, not with their images. And if I'd been with their images, I wouldn't even be able to reference this as a sexy point on a woman. And to me, the difference between men and women are, comes down to a very simple comparison. Men are hard, women are soft. And the ways that women are soft yet firm, like the curve of their back, it's, to me, the sexy dynamic of the other physical composition and energy manifesting in one simple line. It's like the line Matisse would draw. And the idea that we don't even celebrate our culture enough that the Matisse reference makes sense to you. I just feel like the whole thing's been a letdown for you. I, I see, I see the behaviors, I see the the uh, the outcomes, and it's not your fault. That's what makes me so committed to the concept of calling this. It's all my fault. I should have known that these things were going to turn our society upside down. I didn't even think about it. And, uh, and I feel, I feel somehow I was here to see it and I missed it, but I'm going to figure it out. It matters. I can't watch the world degenerate into a circumstance where nobody has the confidence to know that things should be and could be so much different and better. We're losing touch with the fact that what we have is good enough is a paradigm that we shouldn't live in. Everybody is here to watch things improve and to participate in that improvement. That's what fulfilling lives are. And it's not to sit and, and hope the next screens, the entertainment injection you're hoping will give you that rush of purpose and meaning in your own life. And you're all, I go to restaurants and watch you all. You'd be sitting six, seven of you in a, at a table and none of you are talking to each other. You're all looking at your fucking phones. Do you know how ridiculous that looks to me? The idea that you want to congregate in bigger groups so that you can be more isolated is such an irony that I could never have seen coming. And yet, it pervades our culture at this point. It's undeniable. Just like losing touch with having to be awkward around women until you're not is part of the ritual of being a boy. And maybe it's still all going on. Maybe I'm just so out of touch I can't be troubled with the actual realization that you're just doing it differently, but it's working. Well, I see a lot of signals that it's not. I see anger. I see simmering, unfulfilled notions of what life's here to do. 
I see a bunch of people knowing they're underachieving, not even able to describe the feelings and wondering what it is that they are muddled with when, frankly, it's pretty easy to just go day to day and get through it. No real complaints, just no real satisfaction. What a place to be, trapped in mediocre possibilities that deliver consistently mediocre results. Well, I've never been one to live life mediocre. I've always chosen to fulfill the greatest possible outcomes whenever they're there to be had. And maybe that's what made me a cheater. I certainly was one. It didn't take much for me to wander off. Because I'm interested in everything. At some level. I could spend my entire day learning something new. And feel completely fulfilled in doing it. But I can't sit back anymore. And not dedicate my energy. To finding a solution. To what has become the fractured society in which we exist. I, I don't, I don't believe that this isn't of someone's doing. It's too pernicious. And it's to the point where, as the, as the big lies of society start to unwind, who, who can we depend on to actually straighten the level playing field back into some level of fairness for all of us. What what has your generation learned about anything to do with the camaraderie of the greater good? The greater good no longer even exists. We are about taking care of our fucking selves and our immediate surroundings, and that's it. You do that, it's about all you can ask for anymore. It's turned into me versus everybody else. What a fucking world. Well, I know that I can't exist without a whole lot of public opportunity to create support. And that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to prove through my own existence that the greater good means way more than the individual. It always has. And I'm not sad or anything. I know I sound snotty. I'm a little worked up, I'll admit, about... How much of a letdown this seems to have engulfed the younger generation within. What monotonous lives they all have to look forward to. What simple rhythm life will turn into. Oh my God, can you imagine the routine? Ah, fucking... My arch nemesis has taken over the world. Lies and routine. That's what we're down to. <laughs> oh, this is a simulation. Fuck, man. Good counter. Good counterattack, you bitches. Turn my world into one filled with this many lies and fucking corrupt on-the-take motherfuckers. I hate it. I hate it. And yet, when the take is there, and nobody will notice, take I did. It's just, it's a mindset. And once it's being fulfilled across the social agreements we have, 
like money. Once you are willing to advantage that system in your favor, well, then you're a fucking diabolical motherfucker. Then you're a goddamn <clears throat> Dr. Evil. And if you really can disregard people at that level, then you have lost your humanity. Your humanity screams at you every time that you do something that you know is unfair, takes advantage of another person, or gives you a leg up on something that the rest of the field can't achieve because they didn't know that it was there to be had. Your disregard of your fellow human is really the only sin there is. It can express itself in multiple ways. Thou shalt not steal from another human. Thou shalt take in regard to what is abundant as necessary. So, even the lines that we draw that we think are commandments of behavior toward each other are blurry. Because until corporations become people, I'm not stealing. I'm grabbing from abundance. But once corporations are people, now this is all theirs. It's not the creation of mankind's work toward product realization and goods delivery. No, it's Home Depot's shit. We lock it up at night. Don't come here. I think of the time in life before locks. I've always lived my life unlocked. I never have locked my house. And I've never really been robbed except by people I know who came and stole stuff they needed so they could go buy drugs. And that's happened twice. But um, I had my car broken into one time by students at a university where I worked. And that's it. Never uh, ever uh, lost anything else to theft besides that. And uh, for the, up until, what, three and a half, four years ago? Eh, it wasn't even that long, I don't think. What when would be when I left King Supers? It would probably, gosh, fuck, man, it is four years now. <laughs> anyway, point is, as time is compressing on me, and I'm starting to realize how little there is left. Um, I do come to see that those with huge chunks in front of them have had things stolen from them that they don't even know have been stolen. And privacy is a prime example, but that's just one of many nuanced um, evaporations that have occurred in my lifetime, as I've seen them, that are affecting them negatively and me too obviously I'm just saying I have less in the fucking game at this point to worry about unlike someone who might be trying to figure out how the fuck in this reality are they ever going to afford a family you're not this reality must change this cannot be your future we live on a planet filled with abundance Yet we allow those very few with the levers to pull who got into the positions they're in through random circumstance, but due to their power and influence, have so much cornered the market of public opinion that we sit thinking this is how it should be. This is how it is inevitably going to always turn out and sucks to be born a human. Well, bullshit. If you could see back into your past life, 
when you were living on this planet in abundance? Avatar doesn't even come close. And yet, that's what it's tapping into, is our connective energy to that time. It's a time when you, your expression of life doesn't even, it can't resonate in this current created density because we've stripped ourselves of that inner connectedness that we shared without effort. It was, the human existence then was communal. It just existed that way. So, to get back to that, is something I know I can tap into. I know how unfair all this has been. All of us do. Figuring out a way to voice that is being the open mic presence that I'm here to become. And so when I say that this whole hiccup last night was somewhat revelatory, well, I finally saw that the month I took off in July to write jokes was the last month I have the bandwidth to stay off stage. I'm, I'm not here to write jokes. I am here to, to galvanize the group that is here to make the world better. And I know they exist at these open mic nights. And their presence is something I'm depending on stimulating a connection within. And I think as this group of misfits and ne'er-do-wells find each other with the combined destiny and purpose that we want a better world, well, that will begin to make one. And as that group grows in its belief within that it has the power to change, well, I think we'll start to affect a better world for all. Now, I think a lot of things, and a lot of things I think turn out not to be right. But this one, I tingle all over whenever I think about it. I feel the camaraderie that I know is there to be had, but is just being overlooked. And I can sense that we're all here for the good. The true humans are here for the good. You know that watching everybody do well is the best scenario in which it all works. So let's all do well and be that level of support for each other. The open mic comedy scene allows anybody who's willing to stand up there and speak a voice. There is a lot of grace in that environment. Everyone has value, period. And to recognize that from within, well, that's what I'm here to make happen. If for any reason you have doubt that you're here for a purpose, well, I'm here to tell you. As a guy who was lost in that swamp for 40-something years, the amount of purpose and destiny you're here to fulfill is to just make your life better. And as that happens, the lives around you improve, and all of a sudden, we live in a better world. I'm not kidding. It's so simple that there's no reason to think about it. Just go out and do it. Right, Nike? No. 
Hey, should I end this one with a corporate slogan? Ha! Ugh, as much as I hate the corporations today. Well, should I work harder or should I work smarter? Or should I just do it? Or should I live the feeling? Or should I embrace the moment? Or should I just... None of this. I should just say, you go have a great day. I'm about to have one too.